Thank you for listening to the Boy Thrive Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about stepping up for boys and men. We'd love to hear your thoughts and questions on the topics we discussed. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Boy Thrive Podcast. Don't forget to hit the follow button to stay up to date with our latest episodes and updates. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be the first to know when new content drops. Thank you again for listening to the Boy Thrive Podcast. We appreciate your support and can't wait to connect with you on social media. So welcome back to Boy Thrive Podcast, where we are on a series with Holia Katz talking about the boy child, talking about the, um, the family, the parents. Today we wanted to talk about how it feels like from a mother's perspective to raise a boy without the, the presence of a man because we're trying to bring uh, to understand how uh, the value of a man in uh, the, a child's life, especially a boy. So how does it feel like? What are the, um, the, the downsides of having to raise a boy, maybe by a, a one parent or with just the mother available and not the parent? So welcome, Julia, to our show today. Usually so happy to have you. Thank you and welcome. Thank you so much, dear Maureen. I appreciate that. I always love talking to you. Awesome. So. Uh, let's, let, today I want you to do a lot of talking more than, than I do. And the reason is because apart from just your training on parents, you probably have had different experiences from their complaints. You know, parents, when they, they go to a coach or a trainer, they try to let them know where they are so that they can chart the way forward. So what is the common thing that has been um, uh, on your list of uh, complaints in regards to parents about their sons and raising them probably without the assistance of the mother? Yeah, without without the assistance of a man being a lonely mom, it requires a lot of resilience. It requires a lot of endurance and it requires a lot of empathy because we are both different. Genders are different. You know, I mean, we are unique in our thinking and how we behave. And of course, what moms are always fear a bit as I recall you know and with my interactions is like oh my god my boy doesn't have a role model a role model is a man at home mm. so it's only the mom and sometimes this kind of masculine masculine you know force how shall, shall we say the masculine power is missing and sometimes moms do have the fear which is which is true i mean that they might that the boy will have too much femininity because too kind maybe even you know and then they fear that they might be doing something else or choosing something else you know i mean we need to be careful here so there's some fear going around that that topic because we are acting out of protection and sometimes the mom thinks as well do i overprotect my my boy you know should he be more risk averse? How should I do this? Because we don't know other. We only want to protect. This is our inner inner intuition. And this is where the dilemma comes in. You know, the, the misalignment about how you react, how you would like to do it, and what the boy is, is doing. And it really depends from the boy, from the boy to the boy. It's different. Uh, is it bad to raise a man or a boy with kindness? No, not at all. It's perfectly fine. 
Is it bad that the boy helps out with household and cooks? No, not at all. He should be taught even in any other household because that's important. It's a life skill. And that means they can help and also support their partner in the future. Having a more balanced family life where they know what they're talking about. And being kind is also being kind to your future partner. So they're not minuses. They're really pluses. But we know how we are, mums. We are, we do have always this imposter syndrome as well. You know, oh my God, am I good enough? Oh my God, can I fill the position of a man as well? You shall not fill in the position of a man. You are the mom. And believe me, the boy will find a role model as well, a male role model. That might be the teacher, that might be the football coach, that might be their uncle, that might be someone else. It's not like, like that they're completely solely out there and we don't see any man. No, not at all. At home, it's missing, might be. That's correct. But this is how this boy will be growing up and it will be accepting it. So there is no kind of risk or danger as such, right? I know there are other question ones coming up, which I don't want to elude here now. But uh, the the human side of the boy is great if we evolve that. Uh, and if the boy decides to do something else or choose another, how shall I say? Let's let's name it another gender, which could be even if you would have a male at home, it would be the same because this is what the child or what the boy is feeling. Yeah. So this is always coming up. I know that, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for this world, it is like that. So now it's getting normalized. Now we're getting more used to it. And I think there is no danger because if there is no man or role model at home, has no influence on that kind of choice as well of gender. Not at all. So, so moms be first, relieved. The first thing <laughs> moms should be should feel better is that uh, sometimes situations are that you are you are made to um, take care of a boy by yourself. It could be by mm. choice or not by choice. But the one thing that yeah, you have to get out of your system is that you are the reason they're making choices that sometimes are perceived as wrong. Uh, it, some could be you know because of lack of the man, all right. But it's not your fault that that is what is happening. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And we know, you know how moms are always, or women in general, are. Yeah. they always find, oh God, because it's of me, because of that, because of this. No, not at all. You do your best. We know that moms are there. They're the safe harbor. They are taking and bringing the community together. And uh, don't, don't, don't blame yourself. Don't. You are not blamed for. No, you do your best that you can in your own ability. So um, I think at this point, it would be also awesome that uh, knowing as a mother that you don't have the immediate support in the house of a man or a father to, to, to help you probably raise a boy, then the best thing is to be proactive, for example. If, for example, you are into church or if you are into a group, you know, social group, or if you are close with other relatives and family, then the best thing is for you to be proactive and try to enlist them. Uh, you know that sometimes you just let your boy go out and help them with the farm. Sometimes you let them go have play, you know, play tennis or whatever game they're playing, so that they have that interaction during those sessions. Let it some be something that is intentional. For example, you let the 
the other adult um, male know that the reason you're asking them to come through is because you want them to impart something so that when they come, they try to get their, um, their, their conversation into something that can grow the boy rather than just enjoying the time. Of course, enjoying their own time also is awesome. But if there is intention in these interactions, you'll find that at least it covers up. It will not cover up fully, but it will at least handle some part of the parent of the male parent being not present every day because of these opportunities the boy gets to interact with other males. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Be a bit more proactive, as you say. And also, again, a little kind of caution here. Don't overprotect. Yeah. Let the boy climb on the tree it's fine nothing will happen you know what i mean really i mean they need to be risk averse as well and if they don't try they will never know what's going on mm. so don't overprotect them leave them their space yeah. that's important leave them their space and if they do kind of you know come in mud yeah that shall be it they're going to come in mud or i don't know what they're doing you know so leave them it's like in the in nature the animals are trying out they're playing they're failing they hurt themselves boys as well need to hurt themselves it's not <laughs> the end of the world if something is scratched or whatever leave them that space because that's what we do. If their man would be at home, it's like, well, come on, it's okay. That's, yeah. a, you know, something like that. Uh, we men are like, oh, oh my God, oh God, oh God. What are we going to do? Oh, just leave that space for the boy. Mm. Don't you think that will also make, make a woman raise a very anxious boy if she's always anxious about stuff? I, 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 I have seen places where they, they use memes to compare uh, males and females when they take care of their kids. So when, when a dad is left to take care of the kid, they turn the kids to, to wheels, they turn them upside down and all those stuff. And and, and and the parents would come back and be shocked, like, what the hell did you do? But when the, 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 the mother is there, they're kind of cuddled and played with and male feels so comfortable. So that, that part of risk, being exposed to risk to a certain level is something that would probably miss. So don't you think that, um, you know, being by yourself, probably as a, as a mother only, you are going to raise someone who is probably so scared of taking risk and trying to, to be out there because they're used to being very careful. Because we are very careful. We are actually extremely careful. <laughs> we are too careful. Come on. Specifically now the mothers get paranoid with all the social media. Oh, my God. Is this kind of, uh, I don't know, microbiotics uh, or whatever bacteria going to harm, blah, blah, blah. Hey, leave them. They can even go and eat the grass. Nothing will happen. The worst can happen. I mean, come on, the diarrhea or something like that. Nothing else. Uh, leave them, God's sake. It's not the end of the world. You know what? As my son was little, I left my little baby boy, you know, with my husband. And my husband was really playing like you just described with him. And he loved it. My son loved it. Leave the babies, including girl or boy, doesn't matter, the babies with your husbands. Give them the responsibility. They will manage. Don't overprotect. Don't make life torture for yourself. If your mom, you need to have a breath as well. Get out, leave the baby with the, with the father. The father will look after it. The one will be not the best. Second time they will mess up. Third time they will learn. Fourth time it will get better. But if you don't give that responsibility, none of the men will take responsibility. I tell you that. And then you shall not complain. I think it's also just with the, you know, even if, if the man is there also, you know, like the other day my boy came back with a bump on his head. 
and I was like, where did you get this? And, you know, okay, in my surrounding, we have other boys and that are a little bit rough. They, 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 I think they've been raised kind of to let, been let to raise themselves, to, so, so to speak. So I was worried my son going and, you know, playing with them because I know how rough they can get, especially if there's no one watching them. But, you know, it took, it took their father to convince me to let him go. Because he was, mm. he's still, he's just, he's just three, but he prefers, he, he, he takes his food and go like, okay, mom, thank you. Can I go play with Ellie? Because that is a boy. And I'm like, of all the people you chose, you chose the roughest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> let him go. But I, I realized the more I let him go, the more I started to trust him. Uh, he's still a yeah. kid though. I trust him, but it reaches a point where he can start to defend himself. Like when they do mm-hmm. something he doesn't like, he'll defend himself. The only thing that that makes him is he's a bit more uh, rough now, a little more rougher for the guy, for the sister. <laughs> but I'd rather I'd rather he he gets to to be able to defend himself in a place where that he he needs that than to raise him and just expect him to be soft and all that stuff. And then it reaches a point where he cannot realize when to, to, you know, to run away from trouble or things like that. So it is a necessary part for him to go through. So I try to be as calm as possible, but deep inside, um, I would be different. <laughs> I would be doing something different with that situation. <laughs> so it's worried, oh my god and then you don't want to have your boy as well too rough either but then at the same time you want the, them him as well to defend themselves not to seem weak by the community or or the tribe or the clan the wherever they're going to end up you know oh my god it's this kind of dilemma that we have all the time keep trust them well i think that's the best Leave because the river will flow and find its way. They will figure out. They might be rough a bit at times. It might be as well a different emotional outburst because hormones are playing a huge role when they're growing up, the boys. And it's really about ego. Honestly, it's about the man's ego. They want to prove themselves. It's like in the animal world. You want to prove yourself that you are equally smart, strong and have the power right so this is the kind of leadership coming in then this when you're speaking something just came to my mind and i was like um you know you've raised a boy yeah have had the experience and when it comes to maybe adolescence or or, or that stage most people focus on the girl because then the girl needs you know sanitary towel they need to be taught about their bodies they need to be taught this and that what is it that the boy needs to be taught during that stage? Well, the father plays a huge role normally because it's the father who has got all these talks, right? Together with the son about what's going to happen in the in the male body, what kind of hormones and emotions are coming out, what's not, what's kind of okay. But at the same time, you've got this, uh, how shall we say, this gender or sexual education already as well in school. So... Nowadays, all the young people know lots of stuff. I mean, we don't even need to teach them anything. But again, there the danger is they might learn wrong stuff. So we need to be the guide and give them the right factual, correct information, objective information. Mm -hmm. Again, the emotions are always different from person to person. And I had a rough time with my son as well. Honestly, he, he ended up in prison. 
Ooh. He ended up in prison. Yeah. He was 13, 14, started to lie around, not going to school, didn't want to study. Oh, my God. All that crap happened. I always received phone calls from the school. He was a rebellion, a rebellion, unbelievable. And then he was with a gang, a gang from here in Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, Switzerland happens. I mean, there are a lot of gangs huh, in Geneva. And... And then he was with all these boys, this gang, and they had, you know, weed and they drank alcohol, completely had somewhere else. They harassed people, tried to steal a motorcycle, <laughs> uh, threatened people. And he was 16. And then I got the call from the police. And then I was called in with my son into the police department. They took away my son. I was there completely shocked. She gave me a list, this policewoman, about what my son did. I was like, this can't be possible. They let him one day there at the police station. Next day, we had the court case. I couldn't sleep. Out of my whatever, I cleaned the whole house. You know, <laughs> I need to get the energy out, you know, somehow. Yeah. Waiting for the call to be called into the court, which next day happened i see my son come in with handcuffs two policemen beside him with handcuffs and i was like starting to cry couldn't believe it like a real criminal and then we were in the court and then this judge said something and they decided to put him into a youth prison my son came along i was sitting i just told him do the most out of this get out of this immediately Thanks God he was 16. Thanks God he was, we call it meaner, so he was not 18. So he was not like uh, an adult yet, right? And it was his first case. He never was, you know, involved in any kind of this. And he even didn't understand what happened. Yeah. Because I couldn't even visit him for the first two, three days. Next day I could visit him and he was so sad. He punched his heads or hands off. He said, mom, I do everything here. I'm going to get out. And he did. I mean, thanks God, no records whatsoever because he was, he was yeah. young. He didn't do lots of harm or something like that. But that happened to him. And that's the proof that they want to have their place in the gang. They want to prove themselves. And what you need to do, he came home and I told my husband, dare you to say anything to him. We're just going to be supporting him. He said, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so that was yes. the approach. Oh, yeah. And then he came home. We gave him the heart. He was happy to be home. But you know what I did afterwards? I got paranoia. Uh, we were at the family psychologue. Didn't work for any one of them. They didn't like it. But we put my son into read American football three times a day, three times a week, two hours of training so his energy can get out. We followed him everywhere. Normally, we left him at home because, you know, when we were going somewhere, he was 16, he wanted to stay home. No, you can't going to come with us. He hated us. He hated us for that duration. But it put him back to course. You know, so we were off course. Oops, get back. And that helped him again because we've got family values. He knows that. We've got family values. We've got support. We never leave anyone alone. We never leave anyone completely, you know, out of sin. No, that's not going to happen here. You're going to come back. That's it. Which he did. So that was a period which was rebellion period. And that happens. You might say, hey, I didn't talk that to my children. I'm a good role model. I'm yeah. working. I'm not. Yeah. But it has got nothing to do with this, my dear. Nothing. 
So, you know, I know how to raise a boy. Yeah. Good experience. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> I don't even know where to go when I'm stuck. <laughs> but I, I, I really love that idea because people, people, people are, people sometimes have this mindset that if a child is rebellious, then it must be because uh, they're from a single parenthood or something like that. I, I've seen it's common. I've, I've noticed in social media, people keep, keep saying things like that. And I'm, I, I noticed that it actually can happen even in normal households because one, um, you can have the father in, your, in the family, but the father is not stepping up. There's no difference with the father who's not stepping up with the one who is not there because literally yeah. they're not there. So it, like I, I said last time, most most in, in our community, you find that most women are the ones who are, you know, spearheading their houses, their households. They're the ones who work in the farm longer. They're the ones who decide the, the family menu, like they go get that food and come prepare it and serve. Like they literally do everything. Now you find like such a woman has barely no time to interact with kids in a more personal level because they're yeah. busy trying to get food on the table. But yes. if if it's a, a single parenthood, you'll just go like, oh yeah, that, that happens because that is the situation. But what, the, what about where the men are there, but they're not stepping up? It's just, you know, like, it, they were not there at all. So I, I think these are the point where the parents should uh, like look at it and, and, and don't just judge single parents because even those who are available aren't stepping up. And a boy wants a man who is stepping up as a man, not just being a man in the house. Yeah. No, absolutely. Or they're stepping too much up. Then that's also a problem. <laughs> they're stepping too much up. What's that like? <laughs> too tough is also sometimes not good because then you've got two males who try to dominate themselves. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like uh -huh. a huge fight then from time to time. That happens a lot as well. Oh, I I never kind of thought of it like that. It's like two, <laughs> two lions don't want to be in the same space, huh? No. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Weird way to look at it. But uh, what 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 could you probably tell me about, um, you know, raising a boy and just trying to manage, especially as I have mentioned, the, the kind of work you do. For example, oh, okay, right now at least you're much better because you you already raised the child and uh, he he's, he can stand by himself. But what, yes. what what was it like when you're still just trying to scale your career career ladder and you have to take care of the boy? And yes, the the father was there, but it still had you know you are the mother. Sometimes it needed your attention more than it ever needed the man. Well, the important thing is always to make space for your boy for your child uh, i was traveling a lot as well so mm. my husband was always this dominant figure at home as well taking everything together but when i was at home i always made sure that i have specific how shall i say this quality time right quality time with my son and that might be going on a ski weekend with him only that might be definitely when i'm around once a week to go for dinner that might be because he's young he, he doesn't earn money to go and do some shopping with him to have some coffee, to go to a cinema. And that opens it up because if you're at home, it doesn't open it up. No, they are opening up when you are in a different environment, when you're sharing with them your old kind of, you know, 
the travels, the problems with the boss, just talk to them, you know, just talk to them. And they are opening up as well and they have opinions. And that's sometimes very interesting. And then I got all these very interesting insights about his thought process, which is completely different. And that allows you to know more about your child. So even though that you need to work and climb up the career ladder or take care of the house, you can always carve out one hour going outside doing a walk for example you don't need to do fancy stuff just saying hi boy you know what i'm very and you can say that show them the vulnerability and say i need a fresh air i would like you to to come with me you know let's have a little walk you don't need to talk yeah will they do it all the time when you are asking them yes they will but give them that rest assurance as well that you're not judging them, that you're not going to talk about anything. You only talk about from your side perspective and they will open up. But take this as an opportunity of giving that, giving him space. And that means, oh, I heard blah, blah, you did this, you did that. No, 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 that's not for that. It's no. This space is only dedicated, solely dedicated for your boy. Just say something, nothing. Just saying, oh, how well is the bird? Oh, it's really colorful. Oh, do you like the birds? Yeah, I like the birds actually. Okay, nice, you know. Leisure, take it easy. You don't, this is only a space for him that you allow and you just want to spend time with him, quality time. And that's what I did all the time. While, while you are at that, well, it could be easier for if you have one boy to deal with. What if you are from... <laughs> what if well, you if have... you're two boys or three boys, oh, three right? Boys. Oh. How do you have time for each one of them so that each one of... You know, sometimes when kids, there are a number of them, they feel like they're competing for your attention. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you might, you might never actually raise all of them in the same way. So how do you ensure you have time for each one of them so that each one of them feel seen, feel, feel special, feel loved by you, and that they get that to your personal attention, that a group attention? Well, you know what? It really depends. Going before, before going to bed, reading, visiting their room. If they share the room, maybe have a 10, 15 minutes in the living room, in the dinner, at the dinner table. Or maybe there is another thing where... The eldest son is going to a football match and the other one goes somewhere off and you've got the one with you. Take that opportunity to talk to that person. I'm sure there's always 10, 15 minutes somewhere where you can spend a bit more time with your variety of children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was also almost suggesting that uh, if, if, you know, trying to cover out time is becoming a little bit challenging. The, the one thing that I realize, you know, we, we talk about self-care a lot. And um, I think this is something like self-care where you um, you have a schedule and then you kind of put it in into your schedule. So if you have to wake up in the morning and call you, call for the meeting or check through your emails, then carve out maybe 30 minutes that you're supposed to just talk to your child or your children so that it becomes routine. When it becomes routine, you find that you'll be creating more times to be with them than, you know, just uh, saying that, uh, you know, you'll find time because you never find time that has not been scheduled. If you don't schedule it, you'll not find it. So the best thing would be to schedule it so that you can find it. 
That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. You can do that if it's easier. Everyone has got their own manner, right? Everyone has got their own modality. Whatever works good for you and right for you, but make sure that you have some space for your boys. I'm having a really, a really big challenge right now. We're having a boy who's just completed high school and he's in his, I don't know if to call it adolescent or something, but he's at his rebellious level right now. And just as I say, sometimes the fa the parents are there, the, uh, their father is uh, there, but you see, they probably were, you know, he was raised when the, the father is a bit now older now, and you feel like the same energy is not available now to like discipline him or, or whatever thing that can be done to make sure that now he gets back to the line. What do we do in such a situation? I'm at a crossroad, honestly. So and how does he rebel? How does, what does son. he do? What does he do, my dear? <laughs> well, I think he he's not being really appreciative of whatever um, things are being given to him. He expects everything to you know fall on his lap. He's like, oh, you know, you know, you need to go to college. Start looking for the scholarships because apparently the parents won't be able to take care of it. Why don't you start looking for this? Oh, I don't want the scholarships. I want I my, my ideas are really big. I just want something to do right here in Kenya. And I'm like. But the scholarship will give you an opportunity to do that and more. But it is okay. Let's rebellion will be the best word to describe every situation. No, because they don't understand the consequences. Mm -hmm. They have been growing up in a world which is not easy for them. If they would have grown up in a world which is not so easy for them, the attitude would have been different. They are so used to it, and we as parents give everything for them since the age of zero. And that's that's where it comes, you know, and they take everything for granted. That's it. It's normal behavior for them. Get out of it. <laughs> or what I tried to do as well, and my, my son was the same. I told him do X, Y, Z. He always did the opposite. So at, the, at some point, because yours are still younger, at some point, I was just, okay, I'm giving up now. I'm not going to give you anything, but the consequences will be X, Y, Z. So it really depends what you want. And some boys or children, actually, are more goal-oriented, have more passion than others. Uh, the others now do have so much opportunities that they think, you know, if this doesn't work, then I will do try something else. So the era is different as well. We've got too much social media influence, so much more friend influence, and everyone is flying around being the, the YouTubers of the world because that's what young children think. You know, I'm going to be a YouTuber and I will earn money and I don't need to work. But even YouTubing is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but that's for them fun because they only feed your film. They don't want to study. It's different. Yeah, so that's why good luck, but try to find with open questions what, what's going on in his mind. Try to find out his passion. What is he interested in, right? Without judging. Okay, my dear, you don't want to go this, you don't. Okay, fair enough, but the consequences will be this. How you wish, it's your decision. And let's see. And then try to find out what he's interested in. Oh, I see that you're looking very much to blah blah videos so what is so interesting about that so what do you think about how where do you see yourself in uh, as, as an adult for example ask that question and they were like oh i don't know maybe i've got a house i've got a car and you know all that stuff what they know a bit let's find out what's going on in his head because we don't know 
this. Wow. Now, this is the point where I, I, I might need to try to do these things. It's sounding so crazy to just imagine me doing all that because um, he's a teenager at the moment. And of course, I know there are so many teenagers and I know there are so many parents that are dealing with these kind of things. But, uh, oh God, she's crazy. I think parents are going through a lot of things and boys need to be molded right from the very beginning because if yeah. that misses... Then we then we have this kind of issues. But I also noticed that every every individual have some character that is just theirs. It, it doesn't matter how much training you do. It doesn't matter how yeah. much molding you do. They will always express that that they are. At right. the point is just trying to now, you know, manage what they are and try to you know, I don't know, teach or or, or, or steer them to the right direction, if I would call it that. I think that would be well, you know, another argue point, of course, what is the right direction, right? Um, do we need to have people always working in companies? No. Do we need to have always? No. Some people are much happier. You know what I'm really pledging? That our children are happy. Yeah. The rest, that they're healthy and happy. Whatever they do, they do with happiness. Right? Yeah. That's the best because otherwise you go into vicious circles. And if you put your expectation on the ch children's shoulder, they will not do it. Oh, and you will be more disappointing. And then the argument starts. And then you will be not the parents that understands. And the kids will, I mean, it's the whole thing starts again. Uh -oh. But let's hope for them that they're going to be as happy as possible in their jobs. And sometimes they think differently. My son hates to work in a company. He doesn't want to work in a company. It's not for him. That's yeah. for sure. He's more creative, more entrepreneurial side, you know? He wants to have flexibility. So, you see? Yeah, I, I think the, the important part you've mentioned that I've just sent uh, my balbon is don't put your expectation on your child. Don't put that okay. Yeah. Well, we're coming to the end. If you may have something, as we always say, the last two ads for today. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else from me? No, I mean, I just say, you know, don't put the expectations on the, on the shoulders of your children. <laughs> that's all I want to say. Uh, that's what we give you today as a, as a gift. Yeah. You know, and whatever happens, you be the safe harbor, whatever happens. Thank you so much. That was Julia. And the last one, I think that resonates with me and I hope will resonate with all your parents is don't put your expectation on the children. Whatever training you give them, give them with the knowledge that they will be their own person. So until next month, thank you so much for coming through, Julia. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you for listening to the Boy Thrive podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about stepping up for boys and men. We'd love to hear your thoughts and questions on the topics we discussed. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Boy Thrive Podcast. Don't forget to hit the follow button to stay up to date with our latest episodes and updates. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be the first to know when new content drops. Thank you again for listening to the Boy Thrive Podcast. 
We appreciate your support and can't wait to connect with you on social media. Mm -hmm.